Bucks when the Milwaukee Bucks take on the Brooklyn Nets Thursday, March 9th. Go to bucks.com slash BNO for all the details. Gabe Neitzel here. Catch Jen, Gabe, and Chewy morning 7 to 9 on 94.5 ESPN, WKTI, and WKTI HD, Milwaukee. A locally owned Good Karma brand station. For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6, it's Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6, it's Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6, it's Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from 4 to 6, it's Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call Ooh. That's All Studios at the it's Avenue. Party, baby. This is Scalzo and Brust. Ooh. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Benny Brust, I'm Greg Scalzo, Joshi Dimaggio running the show per usual, our guy Ryan Wollersheim holding it down at the ESPN Madison Studios downtown off the Capitol Square, you the Scalzo and Russ family calling, texting 800-990-3776, again 800-990-3776, Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. No Aaron Rodgers Tuesday today. Pat McAfee show off Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? Who knows is exactly what I was going to say. Where is your best guess for where Aaron Rodgers is right now, 4 p.m. Central Time in the world? Or maybe in a different world. Who knows? 800-990-3776. Where is Aaron Rodgers? Your best guess. Peru. Right from a darkness retreat to ayahuasca. Joshi? He's in Malibu. He's at home. Recovering. You said that. So- do you have to recover from a darkness retreat? I think there's like a mentally, lot. Mentally, of- I have to imagine yeah, you do. Lot- My God. <laughs> I think there's a lot mentally that you kind of got to go over once you get out of a darkness retreat. I thought you did the darkness retreat. And then like when it's done, you're like, good to go. This was amazing. Aaron's ex Blue, not really ex, but his friend Blue. Uh, went, can you please? Went right can you please from, give us more detail? Anytime right you mention Alaska into the darkness retreat, which is, as Aubrey Marcus said, just a gargantuan task uh, for you mentally. But uh, Aaron, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, what I want to know. Where do you think Aaron Rodgers is? Eight hundred nine ninety thirty seven seventy six. We know all the reporting that's gone on over the past couple of weeks. Bob McGann, Ty Dunn, uh, on a podcast talking about how the Packers have turned the page on Aaron. Rodgers had their full go on Jordan Love. We'll get to the Jordan Love conversation, but I think that Tausche made a good point earlier today on Wilde and Tausche and talking about how the Packers' silence is anything but silent. Uh, typically, I think athletes, coaches, they, they want to stay above. They want to steer out of that, especially in the offseason. You don't want to address rumor, innuendo, reports, unless they're something that is very harmful and you want to make sure it's refuted. Mm-hmm. You see that with players a lot of times will tweet or Instagram or put something out to kind of clarify and maybe call somebody out. We've seen that obviously with Rodgers with some of the COVID stuff and when he was going after some journalists. It does make you think that there's a, there's a lot of truth to what's being said. Uh, all of it, no. But it does... if. If the Green Bay Packers were hell bent on keeping Aaron Rodgers, you did not. You saw them address a lot of this stuff pretty upfront when the draft happened. What in twenty twenty after the you know when everybody thought he was going to Denver, you saw them maybe be a little bit more aggressive, right? But it's also vacation time. 
I mean, it is. The combine starts, I think, the end of this week, early next week, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe... Week from today. Okay, so guys are reporting. I, I think that that also plays into it, but when it is something of this magnitude, your quarterback, there is no doubt that the public perception of how important Aaron Rodgers is to the Green Bay Packers is not... It doesn't feel the same as it did the last couple of years. I think that's a fair statement to make. It certainly doesn't feel the same as it does the last couple of years, but I also do think that the Packers don't really have much to benefit from from talking. What's different about this year than other years, in addition to them coming off of a losing season, which certainly changes things, is they have two quarterbacks to worry about. Before this offseason, Jordan Love was under the rookie contract. There's nothing they had to be concerned about. If you go ahead and put all your eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket now because you're saying, hey, look, I know there's reports out there. Aaron is our number one quarterback. He's our number one concern for this offseason. We're committed to a future with him. Now all of a sudden you're telling Jordan Love, go and bleep off, right? And you have to sign him to his fifth-year option first week of May, uh, and that would get him through 2024. Right now, um, he ultimately is on through uh, uh, through 2023. And so I, I think that – or through 2024, 2025. But, but with two quarterbacks to be concerned about, you can't just go ahead and just willy-nilly be bringing your takes out there. You also need to position yourself – for the rest of the league. So there's a lot more that goes into it than just tell us what you actually think. There's posturing. There's 100% posturing. And if the Packers were to somehow backdoor their way into getting some sort of... That's what she said. <laughs> backdoor Benny strikes again. If they were to, through a reporter, try and get a message out, right? Like Aaron Rodgers made it very clear. He's going to do the darkness retreat, and he's going to have a strong idea after that. And likely, very soon, we will have a decision from Aaron Rodgers. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, right, and I go into darkness, and I come out, and I see Bob McGinn and Ty Dunn saying all this stuff about the Packers are moving on, and that's the narrative, and I also see the Packers are are getting involved, like, I'm... Well, I, think I Tausch, like that. I think Tausch was saying the Packers normally, in years past, would have stepped out and said, look, we're not trading Aaron... We're not sure where these reports are coming from. It's sort of of, of settled there. But I also think this Packers team, ultimately, if they're going to do it the right way, if they are going to separate with Aaron Rodgers, the uh, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, Pebble Beach Pro-Am champion, you want to do it in a way that's amicable. You don't want to burn a bridge with your franchise star. They did it with Favre. It was a mistake. It wasn't good. It was ugly. It got ugly. And it took, what, a decade almost for them to get Favre back into the Packers family. Now, whatever's happened with Favre over the last two years, that's an aside. My point is, is that the one thing that they know is going to infuriate Rodgers is for them to talk. So if they go and they say, mm-hmm. no, look, we want Aaron back. Then if Aaron's leaving, it makes it that seem like it's so, all in Aaron. And, and it, looks, it makes them look stupid, too. And if they say, hey, look, we're done with Aaron, then all of a sudden they're stepping out and insulting one of the best players that's ever played for the historic franchise. There's no winning for the Packers to come out and speak. So I don't know why we're saying, well, by them not speaking, like you could read some tea leaves if you want. But you could read them any way you want, which makes a tea leave read dangerous here. Yeah, like the last thing that I want to do if I'm the Green Bay Packers is incriminate myself to the point where Aaron Rodgers comes out of the darkness retreat and is like, you know what? They've now made it pretty clear to me like that all the posturing that we've done and like maybe they want to move on. Maybe they don't. If they made it clear that they wanted to move on from Aaron Rodgers and they're that's them saying, all right, 100% Jordan Love is the guy. Do you know how... Do you know how scary that is to just cut like to to be able to be the Packers organization and be like, hey guys, NFL, 32 teams. Next year we're rolling out with number 10. Bring it. Like, this is our guy. This is how we're gonna roll the dice. Why the hell would they ever put themselves in a situation like that when Aaron hasn't made a decision? It's just not smart. It's not because you don't know if Jordan Love is any good. And as much as people want you to believe it right now, you don't know if Jordan Love is any good. So it would be a big chest out move to say, forget you. As you said, I think that's important to remind people. You said four-time MVP and Super Bowl champion. 
And uh, Pebble now, Beach Pro. Now I left that champion. on on purpose because uh, you're you're trolling by. Uh, I'm not standing by your guy in his handicap. He won a championship this year. We rip him when he doesn't win. When he wins, we're not going to give him credit for it. Well, no, he got ripped for that too. I mean, if he, he can do no right, if he lost that. You would have made a joke about it. You would have been like, oh, Aaron can't win a championship. Folds no, win. I wouldn't. Joshy? You would have. No, shut up. This is a, this is a tag team. This is He, he hasn't won. Uh, That's crap. What is my wheelie doing right now? <laughs> what do I do if the computer here, Josh, just has no internet? Do I just restart it? Uh, that's what I would try to do, Greg and Ben. Can you I have see a, me stressing out about this I over do, here? Yes. I, I, I have no idea. I have a okay. question I'd like to pose to both of you. Is the tea reading we should be doing about the past? Tea leaf reading. Tea leaf? Tea leaf? Tea leaf? I think you said tea, tea reading. He said tea reading. Yeah. Oh, I thought you I don't said read yeah, the tea. You, you left out the I leaf. thought I said leaves the whole time, so no. that explains the confusion. Yeah, I, I, I was there for the bridging Thank the gap. You. Thank you for tag-teaming that. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> is, is what we should be taking from this that the Packers are truly okay with whatever decision gets made? Like, they feel comfortable with Jordan Love, but they also know they're better suited in the immediate future to have Aaron Rodgers as the Packers quarterback? Or is that what they want us to take from their lack of comment? Because it means something that they haven't said anything. But what I just they don't know what. Like, what would they say? So here's the thing is, one, this isn't all the Packers' choice. Because if Rodgers decides to say with the Packers, that's going to be the case. Yeah, SOL. Like, that's it. So you can't burn that bridge and be like, yeah, you know what? He's our backup. Like, like so I, I think that there are different people in the organization with different opinions in terms of what they want to happen. I don't know if there's a strong organizational direction one way or the other. But bottom line is, like, you have to play this pretty delicate. And to me, the right way to do this is to work with Aaron to figure out what's next. And you could try to influence him in certain ways. If you If you don't want Aaron back, you could say, we're not bringing back Randy. We're not bringing back Bubby. We're not bringing back uh, any of your, you know, Mercedes Lewis, any of your Randy. buddies. Uh, we're not going to go all in for this year. We're going to continue to build on a three to five year plan. Um, and you try to influence him, leave it. If you want him back, then you try to get him back and talk about why. But I don't think going public with any of it to me. It's re- benefits. I, it's really funny that the narrative has been created that going all in is bringing those guys back. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I, know, I think they're two separate to hear. things. It's, it's what he wants to hear, though. He wants to, he wants to hear that, like, unfortunately, like this is the direction we're going because we're not going to be able to bring you back and the guys that you want back. And he's going to be like, you know what? Then then so be it. I Me, Randy, I'm, and Mercedes and Bubby, we're going somewhere else. I think Aaron package deal. I think Aaron is uh not the smartest guy in every room he walks into, like people once said. He's smart enough to know that Randy and Mercedes and Alan Lazar, I don't know. he is. I he don't know. extensively about how important a locker room is I agree. to them winning a championship. But he also talked extensively about this team not having what he needed in order to be successful. He did do that too. So he knows. <laughs> he knows. No, no, no. Like no. All of us. What, what, if, what if he thinks those guys are the reason why that they didn't get enough opportunities? Rand, Randy should have got more snaps. He, he doesn't. He can't stay healthy. Yeah. And I'm just trying to is the message this. wait, is the message just simply this is on Aaron Rodgers if he's not a Packer, brother Packer's not commenting? Is that the angle they're playing if he comes out of this? I mean, he's wanted them to say it, right? He he in Pat McAfee, he's I been like I don't, I don't I I think that there's I think that we like to overrate I'm and we get to signs. see every single piece of communication. They're only communicating when we could see it. Like I, I <laughs> you think they text, email, or call Aaron? I think they try to go face to face, but I think there's a lot of phone calls and I think there's text messages. We got too. anybody tracking flights out of Green Bay? Sugar free, get on it. Get on it, sugar free. Um, yeah, I, I just I think that they are going to have to have some open and honest conversations with them, and I think they will. And I think Aaron is open to that after he gets out of his darkness retreat. He wanted a month. The man just asked for one month to settle his mind, get his body right. Settling your mind. I mean, he strenuously, you guys said come, doing a darkness retreat was going to work it hard. Now he's got to recover from that. Doesn't sound like relaxation. 
Yeah, but you would also say that working out hard has settled your body. Touche. Mental and physical. Both can be looked at the same way. Dwayne and Sheboygan said, so on yesterday's topic of Ben's aversion to reading, that means that you don't like to read. Uh, and my suggestion <laughs> for him to start with comic books, it's also important to choose a topic he's interested in. Found this on Amazon. I bet he will become an avid reader. It's even hardcover book that he could bring to the bar. Call of Duty Blacks Op, Black Ops 4, the official comic collection. Now, I don't want to look like a complete loser at the bar. That's fair. Come on. Would it take a book for that? But what? Uh, I thought he was going to go with something like how to solve stomach issues. Because Benny tummy aches, you know. Like, oh, you talk about Call of Duty as much as you talk about anything else. Uh, poop and tummy issues. It's is up there. Probably ahead of Call of Duty. Dwayne also adds Aaron with his image manager to figure out how to twist the report that came out when he was in his retreat to make himself look good and the Packers look bad. I don't think that was meant to make the Packers look bad whatsoever. I think that was, uh, uh, I, I don't think that that was a report that the Packers necessarily wanted out there either. Hilsey says the topic quote where is Aaron Rodgers makes me want to punch myself in the Richard actually you guys first then myself what is my wee wee doing right now Allen in Milwaukee says if I'm right LaFleur and his staff need Rodgers for one more season because they can't afford to get fired right after the season is over if they want their 401ks vested with Rodgers they are safe till next August love is job insecurity I am interested in that. Is there more security with Jordan Love for the coaching staff or with one final year of Aaron Rodgers? I think it's with uh, uh, one final year of Aaron Rodgers. I hmm. agree with Allen there. Um, but you could also make the case that will they only be limited to one year with Love? Likely not. I think if they had Rodgers for one more year, they would be given that next year with Love. Ah. So I don't know. It's an interesting question. 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. That's what we do. We provoke thought here, as does Ben Brust. He had a Badgers rant yesterday. Jim Rutledge of Rutledge and Hamilton will join us next. We'll talk a little bit about that and continue our Packers conversations. It is Scalzo and Brust presented by the World's Greatest Beer Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. Remember when he promised in front of all of the teammates we were with You know yesterday? my promises aren't worth a crap, Josh. Mark that. I need no, that. No, don't I mark need that. that. Yes, because you're right. Your promises aren't worth a crap. Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. Greatest beer, Bud Light. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo Brust family, calling, texting 800-990-3776. That's 800-990-ESPN on Twitter at Scalzo and Brust. Yesterday, uh, Benny had a little rant about the people who have been begging him to rant about Greg Gard and the 2022-23 Wisconsin Badgers men's basketball program. Uh, and Ben took that as an opportunity to rant against the people who want him to rant against that team and the performance they've put out so far. We welcome in Jim Rutledge, host of Rutledge and Hamilton, uh, weekdays 2 to 4 on 100.5 ESPN Madison. Uh, Jim has been a critic, I would say, thus season. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Jim. Um, but I wanted to bring you into the conversation because uh, Ben had his take yesterday that you really can't compare the Greg Gard and Paul Chris situations given that Gard has been to uh, won two of their last three Big Ten titles. Uh, the fact that they just lost the lottery pick last season as an underclassman who would have certainly been a part of this uh, upcoming class. But I wanted to know Jimmy, what you thought of that rant and what your response would be? Well, first, uh, can I give a book recommendation to, to Benny? Uh, my uh, my nine year old loves graphic novels, and there are ones called I Survived, and they're all like historic ones. So it's a little bit of comic book, a little bit of novel, a little bit of history. Ben, I think it would uh, help do you, you a lot. Do you of think things. it would so serve me right on Are You Smarter Than Ben Bruss? Because that's coming up at five o'clock. It would. 
I mean, it's seriously like they're entertaining books. They're a little heavy for a nine-year-old. It's like I survived the sinking of the Titanic or 9-11 and stuff like that. But they're, she loves to read them. Uh, there's pictures in it, but it gives her information, and it's a quick read. So Now, like, I, now I, I know where you got like, all your knowledge from, Jim. Yeah, graphic novels. The That's man the just came on here and gave you a book recommendation from his nine-year-old. It, that's great. He hasn't said anything uh, against the rant because he has to start by no, nice. by picking at it the was intelligence. Very nice. It was very nice uh, to give the recommendation. No, she reads a, she she reads at like a twelve year old level. So you know, to be fair to Ben, that is fair. That's fair. Uh, did I misstate either of you guys? I probably should have just introduced Jim and gotten the hell out of the way and let you guys talk about no. your opinions. Um, so pat on the back to me. I'll no, that, you but- asked Jim a question and uh, he gave some recommendations. So I'm still waiting on what he has to say. <laughs> Yeah, so are we supposed to like? Am I just like jumping in the ring like Rocky style? Yeah, this no, is I, I, this I, I is first take. Do you think, Stephen A. Smith? Jim, come you, at me. Do you, what do you think about this Badgers program? Where it's at and Greg Gard? Let's start there, and then you guys so can I, have a conversation. Yeah. So I've heard I heard Ben's rant, and I don't look. I don't think Greg Gard should be fired this season or even after this season. But I do believe that he should be on the hot seat, and it's not the. Paul, Chris, Luke Fickle, that whole part of it, it is the, I'm comparing Greg Gard to what I think the gold standard for Badger basketball was, and that's Bull Ryan. And when Gabe Neitzel, who's on uh, your air in Milwaukee, and I used to do a show here in Madison, we used to have to defend Bull Ryan for like, oh, he only made the Sweet 16 once in a while, and he only always wins 20 games and never loses, uh, never finishes lower than fourth in the Big Ten. And fans were crying then of like, that wasn't good enough. And we were proven right because then Bo started winning 30, got Brust and Goss and all those guys, Final Four uh, National Championship game. And we were proven right that you had to give Bo Ryan uh, the, the time for that. But now we're arguing of like great guard and we're trying to prop up an 18 and 13 uh, season winning the Big Ten in a 581 winning clip. Uh, really hasn't gotten out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, which is what fans care the most about in what feels like forever, a whole recruiting cycle, if you will. And I, he should get credit for Johnny Davis, but he also should take heat for losing at the Pfizer Forum in the tournament and not having anybody to step in when Johnny leaves. Ben, I'll ask you this. Who were the starters on the team uh, when you and Gosser and a couple of Duye were all freshmen? Who were the starters for that Badger team? Uh, not comparable, uh, but John Luer, Keaton Ankeville, and Jordan Taylor. But Jordan Taylor was coming back. Right, but my point is that team was stacked with talent upon talent upon talent, and and Jim, Jim, let's be honest here. You mentioned Bruston Gosser when we signed to come to Wisconsin. You weren't like, oh my gosh, Bruston Gosser. Look at those recruits Paul Ryan brought in. Josh Gosser was a Port Washington legend, and I'm from Cedarburg. We had Josh Gosser on our show. Me and Neitzel did. Uh, We were excited about that. But no, obviously Frank and. And by point no, being is you weren't guys, even excited you, about Frank. You, I wasn't even excited about Frank. Bo Ryan wasn't even excited about Frank. Okay, he told, but my Bo point told is, Frank he couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time as a freshman. A so line. to act okay, as if like there was a bunch of dance. talent. Okay. okay, but my point is you guys were all riding the pine. All of you would start on this team as true freshmen. It's my point. And this Badger team, they, like basketball requires you to score points and play defense. And I get your point. You're 100% right that, that Connor's the best player on this team, but where are the other freshmen who are good? What happened to Tyler Wall? Is he ever going to get better? What, Matt Klesman can play defense but can't score. Jordan Davis what, went like four games scoring a total of three points. Carter Gilmore can play defense but can't score. Chucky Hepburn is like regressed. I mean, I, I get it. He has like, not regressed. He has unrealistic expectations as a sophomore. He was a sidekick to two guards, one a NBA lottery pick and another that had been there five years. He didn't have to do anything. He banked a shot in, and now everyone's got expectations that he has to be Johnny Davis or a guard that is – he's a sophomore. He Like, what this team can learn now going through what they're going through will pay dividends to next year, and guard will address the needs. He has, that's my point. If they're not addressed and this team isn't better and they're likely going to miss the tournament uh, for two times in, what, the last four years, which is something we never did here, I'm just worried about a, a dipping of expectations. And I want Gardens uh, to succeed. But expectations were higher under Bull Ryan than we currently are holding Greg Gard to. Now, I now don't care can I ask you something, the Jim? Big Ten. I could care less about winning the Big Ten. I want to win in March. I want to watch exciting basketball. I don't want to have to be bored to tears watching this team lose to Northwestern twice in one season. 
to, to shoot like 28% from the field in these games. Like, that's fair. I, I, I'm not even going to address the, like, I don't care about Big Ten championships thing because, like, I, I, I can't. I, either. I, I care I, about I, wins Stop. March. Stop. When they won eight straight games and beat Indiana on the road to win a Big Ten title, it was a massive deal to all Badger fans, even if you were a casual fan or not. Last year, when they were picked eighth in the preseason and won the Big Ten title, everyone was like, this is amazing. What a job. And now okay, it's like. But the year they won the Big Ten, they were started the year seventh in the AP rankings and they finished 18 and 13. Neat. Like, that's fine. That's a nice little pat on the back. Can we do something in a tournament? They didn't that's have an opportunity due to a you pandemic, Jim. Now, let me ask you this. Let, 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 let's, let, you talked about Bo Ryan. You talked about Bo Ryan, Jim. And they we're talking yeah, with Jim yeah. Rutledge here from Rutledge and Hamilton, 2 to 4, ESPN Madison. Be quiet. I'm pumping your show right now. Follow on Twitter at Jim and Matt. <laughs> Very nice ad. Thank you. Because I probably would have messed it up and said at Rutledge That's why I did it for you, yeah. Jimmy. So you claim yeah. when you and Gabe Neitzel were doing a show, you were bow defender, bow yeah. defender, bow defender. Yeah. I find that yep. the easiest. I'm just going to say this thing because after they went to the Elite Eight in 0405, the next five years, one Sweet 16 appearance. In your standard, one Sweet 16 appearance in the recruiting cycle. So guess what? You and the mob that wants Greg Gard gone would have gotten rid of the best Badger basketball coach of all time if you if, and everyone was around Twitter right. when Bo Ryan was coaching then? Well, first of all, wildly unfair. You can ask Gabe. I know Garrett, Gabe, and I did show. So you knew that Bo was going to make it to Final Fours and all these Sweet Sixteens no, no, after we they got over the hump. But for guard, we you were... can pros- prognosticate that he's not. Well, first of all, again, I'm a thousand percent sure that I was defending Bo Ryan, but you proved my point. Uh, he, what did you say? How did you start that after going to the Elite Eight? Correct. Right? When was the last time Greg Gard got out of the first It doesn't matter. NCAA you tournament? made an argument. It feels it like forever. In five years, they no, went to one Sweet 16 out. under Bo the Ryan. The just won 18 games and won the Big Ten. That actually is I was, it's horrendous. 18 games? After, 18 and 13 and won Jim, the Big Ten? after they, they went to the Elite Eight, they were 19 and 12. In, right. in 08 09, they were 20 and 13. You like, yourself after they went to the Elite Eight. They just won a Big Ten championship and are losing now. Like, like and have a Can similar record to the second round with his players. Can you do that with his recruiting class? Could that happen instead of both guys? Jim, just admit it. Like, just admit you want both. guard gone. It's okay. Like, have have a I stance. I want guard to be better. My stance is he should be on the hot seat if they do not make the tournament this year. He he will That's he will stance. definitely have a talking to. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's aware that this team is not meeting expectations that he would like. But he I'm also sorry, has confidence that a guy that's won two of the last three Big Ten titles can figure out how to reload after this year. After losing okay, so what they didn't expect to have as in a lottery pick. So which, I'm sorry, Elite Eight year was what year? 0405. Okay, so they went 19 and 12, but then you left off, they went 30 and 6, 31 It doesn't and matter. They lost. You want to win in March. They lost in the second round after winning 30 games. You should have had both head okay, then. Can, can Greg win 30 games once? Can you do that? Can that happen? His his first season, he won 27 games. They went to the Sweet 16. And he took Uh, over second in the Big Ten. That's not when they they, took over a team that Bo left in the dirt for the record. Them into the Sweet 16 uh, as well. So he did have back to back Sweet 16s. And then, yes. If everyone wants to claim Bo's guys, I'm reading the facts right now. I'm just saying, everyone who wants to claim, like, Guard did it with Bo's guys, if we're being Osworth Elves, Bo didn't do anything with Bo's guys. Guard did something with Bo's guys, which is a credit to Guard that nobody will give him, which is ridiculous. I'll, I'll give you that, but that was in 2016 and 17. What were you doing then, Greg? That's a, I mean, uh, Ben, that's a long-ass time ago. I, just started, uh, I started ranting with you in the uh, ESPN Madison office. <laughs> Downtown on the Capitol Square. Gosh, you were here a, in Madison. That's how long ago it was. It's a good throwback. It's a good throwback. Now, uh, look. We're going to go round and round and round and round we go. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you won't admit that you want guard gone. You, you, you started by saying, I don't want to fire this year or maybe even after next year. So you're playing both sides. You don't want to no, say no, you no, want wait, guard wait, gone. No, ben, ben, I want him. He needs to be on the hot seat after this season. If he doesn't succeed next year, and by succeed, I mean 
like be a program moving in the right direction, 20-plus wins, then I think you should move on. The, the biggest thing that you've said that I agree path. with was the biggest miss that Greg Gard has had is not advancing out of the second round in Milwaukee. Ooh, that would still hurt. That, I mean, with a lottery pick and a fifth-year senior in your backyard, you have to find a way. Yeah, but Johnny, now, I, I do point, want to say this. because He was tired. I don't want to be painted in this corner. I think just like – and this is the only compliment I make to Paul Chris – just like Paul Chris, I've never heard anything but great things about Greg Gard as a person, as a coach. So I want him to, I want him to succeed. I just want to be able to enjoy watching Badger basketball again. Ben, I'm not doing this to kiss your butt because you know I'm not that kind of guy. You guys were fun to watch, but even when Bo had, Lure played in the NBA. Nankaville was fun to watch. Jordan Taylor's still playing. Yeah, there were some right ugly now. teams, though. I'll step in as a guy who – My junior year, we were close. Okay. Devin Harris, lottery pick. Alondo Tucker, lottery I'm, pick. I'm, Dan, look, there's, there's, there's lottery pick. sprinkled. Frank Kaminsky, lottery pick. Johnny Davis, lottery pick. Like, they're sprinkled. And again, I... Aline Ford, Ford got time in the NBA. Micah Potter Mike, got some tick. Yeah, I mean, we're talking lottery picks. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> Bo is a legend, right? Bo is is uh, what Barry was. And I know that we're going to get Dick Bennett defenders here. I know Dick Bennett took him to a Final oh, Four. God, I understand. No, 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 uh, no. But my point is, like, he's a legend. Gard has done an, a fantastic job following Bo Ryan, in my opinion, Leading them to back-to-back Sweet 16s. If they end up getting to the second weekend, the COVID year, uh, in which they won the, won the Big Ten, we feel different. If they win that game last year at Fiserv, where it, it looked like Johnny Davis was literally just ready to fall apart because he was so exhausted, then we look at it differently. But I think he's done oh, plenty. Fun. I think he's done plenty to continue to earn opportunities to move this uh, uh, program in the right direction. I personally have all the confidence in the world that Gardo's going to be able to do that. I think he's that guy. I think this team fights hard. Um, and I think that it's it's more difficult to win a regular season Big Ten title than it is to proceed to the second weekend in March, even if fans would rather see that happen in March. Ben, uh, I do want to give you credit on this. At least you're giving, like, salient points. And, Greg, I agree with you as well. Instead of, like, what's piping out of the Badger basketball propaganda machine of – the Badgers are three possessions away from being 6-0 over the last six games, and that would make them tie for first in the Big Ten. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't but like they that look. did do that. Like, that's pathetic. You at least are giving points of, like, a guy who believes in guard. And I'm, not, I'm just saying that this Gus Bus and the other kids coming in better hit, and they better find some transfer portal guys because this program here in Madison, people are bored. They're, they don't win – uh, and they don't win exciting, and they, they win these games, they give them away at the end, and they pull one out late at Penn State. Everyone wants great guard to bounce back and, and succeed, including me. I'm just saying if it doesn't look better next year, I think you let them finish the year next year and then move on. Rollins and Hamilton, weekdays 2 to 4. Follow on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I should say weekdays 2 to 4, uh, 100.5 ESPN Madison. Thanks for jumping on, Jimmy. Always Thanks, Jimmy. To you. Thanks, guys. See ya. The other ad that I'll make uh, when it comes to uh, 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 to Badger basketball um, is that this team next season could look completely different. There's a lot of things that you never know what's happening, and I think particularly with this group health-wise, you have to really look at Tyler Wall returning as quickly as he did, trying to get back to help as much as he possibly could, and I just don't see him as 100%, and I think it's affected a lot, and I think that team's not 100%. So 60-plus percent around the rim last year to 40%, like, just doesn't look right, and you don't know how guys in turn, you know, get, get better. So it's not an excuse. They are what you are. You are what your record is. But, um, you know, it's always important to add context there. 800-990-3776. The uh, talking text line. ESPN Wisconsin talking text line. Uh, We'll get to some one or zeros next. It's Galsman Bros. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. I can move on from that, and I'm ready to move on to the next thing that I have for you, if you're ready. I'm ready, Benny. It's your world. We're all just living it. All right, so... Stream live and listen anytime on your time on Wisconsin On Demand. There you go again, head low, putting on a show again. It's the holidays, how come it always ends this way? You can't take this pressure 
Big thanks to Jimmy Rutledge for joining us last segment. Rutledge and Hamilton weekdays 2 to 4, 100.5 ESPN Madison. Ben Bruss telling the people, hold your horses. Uh, this Badgers basketball team has won two of the last three Big Ten titles. Yes, it was disappointing to lose in the second round of the tournament last year in Milwaukee. But the last time before that, back in 2021, or no, 2020, uh, in which they made the tournament, didn't have a tournament to play. They actually won a national championship. So. FBI, ESPN.com, Com- FBI. Completely still gets overlooked. Pat in Oregon chimed in and said, uh, Orlando Tucker was a late second round pick. He wasn't. He was a late first round pick. Frank Kaminsky was not a lottery pick. Yes, he was. He was number nine. Uh, the only lottery picks Bo Ryan had were Devin Harris and Sam Decker. Sam Decker, not a lottery pick. Bo Ryan only had three NBA draft picks in his entire tenure. He actually had five NBA draft picks. Uh, including the four players that were mentioned by uh, Pat and Oregon, and John Lohr was a second-round draft pick. Round of applause for being the most wrong you could possibly be. Hey, he shot a shot. Kristen Sheboygan says Ben is too biased for this argument. Guard can't space the floor, and it's truly horrific to watch. He was propped up by Davis and Hepburn last year, and he should have been gone after he cried in front of the team after getting called out by the team in that meeting. I'll address this. That's hogwash. That is hogwash, Chris and Sheboygan. You'd be better than that. Are you kidding me? Like, Greg Gard has been a part of this Badgers program throughout its most successful tenure ever. Wait, wasn't it Nate Reavers who was crying like a baby? It was Nate Reavers. The amount of things that Coach Gard has been through with this team, with this program, and handle this. You were talking about Nate Reavers, not Greg Gard. Well, he's got one now, too. The amount of things that Greg Gard has been through with this program from the moment that he took over from Bo Ryan to uh, the uh, uh, all of the different ups and downs of the program, we don't need to run through them, but there is a lot of them. To be able to have the trust, the respect, the love of his players, to have this program working at a clip where he just produced a lottery pick uh, out, of his, uh, as, out of a sophomore from a local kid to winning two of the last three Big Ten titles. Like, what are you talking about, Chris and Sheboygan? Like that, it's just, I, that's one I don't address. You yeah. know what I mean? It it's feels fair. like people are, they think that guard and the Badgers are complacent with where they are, which I don't think is the case at all, even if you listen to what they if say. If they win one more game in the tournament last year, right? Uh, maybe, maybe it's different, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just that offensively this team can be a slog to watch at times, but... That means you'd rather win 12 games and score a lot of points and be exciting than actually be a successful program year in and year out where you're competing for conference titles. It, it's crazy that in a in a down year, they're on the bubble. They're literally on the bubble, and it's like a down year. Do we think that if, if Luke Fickle didn't happen with the excitement, this isn't as loud as it is? I would say Badger it's not fans? as loud as it is. I still think it might be there. And I think Jim... Uh, I thought I thought you guys had a nice reasoned, uh, calm discussion, but I think what Jim said that's right is that Bo Ryan, similarly, and this was probably even a little bit before, or maybe beginning of your college career as well. Bo Ryan was getting just as much heat as Greg Gard was, so this has been built into the DNA of this Badgers basketball program. Which, for the record, I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's okay to want your program to be great, and I think it's okay to put them uh, from a very expect a very high standard. But I also think it's okay to get reality checked once in a while to say like, "The hell are you guys talking about?" And I think that's what it's been for the last. I've been on the air in Wisconsin for twelve years. Give me a cool thirteen years. Yeah, and and you know what? Oh wait, did you just count WSUM there? That would be fifteen years. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. This was the mo. Bo can't get out of the tournament. Dude, you're all this the, dirt. The recruits stink. Like, Heck our best yeah. player is That's Jared. why I made fun of myself talking to Rutledge. It's like, you know, you and Gosser, 2014, 15, all that. I was like, what? No one was excited when I signed. Get, get the heck out of here. But this has been the case for Bo until he got to the Final Four. Uh, Elite Eights didn't even matter to Badger fans. And it, it's probably going to be the case, unfairly, to, to Gardo until he gets to a Final Four. Frank Kaminsky didn't play as a freshman uh, was was told uh, as a sophomore that he couldn't shoot unless there was five seconds left in the shot clock or less, and he wore goggles with a headband. Was 
Was the Frank thing literally he was uncoordinated because he grew so much year to year? No, it literally no, it literally was like he just wanted to let him know like you're nowhere close to making gotcha. it on the floor. Like wasn't even like he wasn't that bad. He just wanted to reiterate that he has no chance of playing. I thought maybe he was like baby deer on ice, clumsy. Gus the bus. Gus the bus. Let's welcome Carter from used to be Fitchburg into Scalzo and Brust. Uh, we're presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Carter, where are you now now that you used to be in Fitchburg? Um, oh, you're I the... am working. I'm working in Whitefish Bay, and I'm uh, living in Grafton now. All right, look at that. You're working in Benny's neck of the woods. You working on his home? Yeah, I am not. Okay, I'm working in the schools. All right, right on, Carter. What do you got for us? So, so my question and my ramble is mostly for Ben, but uh, Greg, feel free to chime in. Um, I have been on and off the fire, Greg Guard train for the last however many years. And I'm going to officially be off of it until he ever does get fired because every time I've said fire guard, he's won a Big Ten championship. Well, no, no, then um, then then say fire guard because, again, good things happen when everyone's on the fire guard train. Well, well, Ben, I think mathematically we're out of it for this year. Um, I'm saying but, for next year. I, like, again, my mind is yeah, like if absolutely. they – here's where I'm at, Carter, real quick. If they make the tournament, I'm, great. Yeah. If not, reboot and go get them. If you don't get it done next year – Larger conversations to be had. They're going to make the tournament. Bold. Yeah, so my, my question for you is, I guess, and you were just talking about this, but um, Greg has never made it out of the first weekend of the tournament with his guys. I think you can attribute Joey and Nigel and Bronson and all that. Those are, those are, those are Bo guys. Um, and obviously the tournament is matchups. Um, we've won the Big Ten. We've had a lot of success there. I guess on the national stage in the tournament, um, what is what's what's going wrong? Is is it just a Big Ten thing? Is there something we can be doing as a program to be better prepared? Is it depth? What do you think? Thank, Thank you, you for Carl. the call. This is a good question, but like I will, I don't care if they were Bo's guys. Guard coached them. They're a Chioza buzzer beater away from having an elite eight. And who knows what happens once you make it to the Elite Eight. In 2020, they were the hottest team. Forget how many wins or losses they had. They won eight straight in 2020, and there was no tournament. So you're you're eliminating one of their best years under guard with guards guys, so to speak. And he didn't have an opportunity to play in the tournament. Last year was a miss, but Bo Ryan had misses too. You know what I so, mean? So, so, but this is a trick because when you say with guards, guys, you're talking about three seasons that have been completed so far. The 1920 season when they won the Big Ten and there was no tournament. The 2021 season in which they got knocked out in the second round, they went 18 and 13. Baylor. And then the 21-22 season, last season, in which they won the Big Ten again. And yes, it was a disappointment. And their best player ended up going to the lottery in the NBA. So now you have a down year where they lose a guy who played five seasons in college, which wasn't ever possible before in Brad Davison. Now six is possible. And you lose Johnny Davis, who's a lottery pick and your best player. And you've got a year in which he's struggling to get into the tournament for the first time with his guys. So like that's an interesting point. If you want to break it out that way, he's three made years so far. Th- you can't you can't get on him for missing the tournament with those guys if you don't and give him credit 18. for the two sweet sixteen. Hundred percent. Eight hundred nine ninety thirty seven seventy six. Quickly, let's go to Brian and Lake Mills. Brian, welcome to Scalzo and Bros. We're presented by Bud Light. What do you got, uh, Benny? Uh, you would know probably best about this. Um, it seems and sounds like that guard has, did not really have the advantage of funds last off season that definitely the football program is having right now. Do you see that being a big time advantage of him uh, for this off season? Because McIntosh is already coming down on him. You know that and guard feels the heat and he's already said it, but will he have them with him having the collective? Will that help? And also hearing rumors that now wall might not be coming back do you think the days of Badgers having um, four-year players is out the window just because of the way the game is and the world is right now that they just the teams can't gel like they once used to? Thank Thanks. you for the Thank call. You, I mean, you have to adapt, but I will say, like, Brian clearly is on the message boards. You know what I mean? Like, rumors of this, no funding there. Like, that, like all of that is just made up. Now, here's one thing I will say, right? Illinois, a team that is in the Big Ten, they're paying 
the Baylor transfer that's on their team, probably more than like the starters combined are making from an NIL perspective for the Badgers. And guess what? If the Badgers paid that much for him, you wouldn't be satisfied. So I think you have to trust that guard has a handle on the five guys that are starting and he knows what he needs to evolve this team based off what he's seen this year. You just have to trust that. And if it doesn't work out, we have conversations. You mentioned being satisfied, Ben. Why don't you tell us about how Palermo's Pizza satisfies you? It satisfied me last night, baby. Yeah, it did. Holy cow, did ever. woo The boss hog whew, was the boss of me. Or I was the boss of the boss hog. Whichever, <laughs> whichever one you want to say. Whichever one you want to say. But man, all the sausage on Heck that. Yeah. Like the best part is, is with the Palermo's thin and crispy, the soft crust two and a half feet of cheese, or the OGs, you can pick your poison. For me, I had the sausage yesterday. If I wanted to do a Supreme, Supremus Maximus, I could have. The Ultimate Deluxe, I could have, but I wanted to keep it simple. And even when it's simple, it's delicious, man. Holy pepperoni, Bessie's Revenge, the Mambo Italiano. That's the last one that's in my freezer. I saved the best for last. The Mambo is coming to my mouth in a kitchen near me. Go to your local grocer's freezer and pick up your Screaming Sicilian Pizza or any of your Palermo's family brands. 800-990-3776. Get 800-990-ESPN. We'll keep talking about the Badgers. A lot of people saying, stop talking Badgers, talk Marquette. Will we do it next? Find out. Scalzo and Russ, presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Rust. Ogdan Bogdanovich to Milwaukee for Dante DiVincenzo, DJ Wilson, and Ursan Ilyevsova is in Pearl? Pearl? As there was never an agreement for no, the 28-year-old. No, no. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone say, in Pearl? No. What is that? Guys. Let's work on it. What could it possibly be? Pearl? Nope. Per Isle? Nope. nope. <laughs> Literally, one more guess. You guys better tell me, otherwise I'm walking out. Real. Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Got my workout in with my guy Maddie this morning. Lift my butt off, baby. Prince of Club. New birth. You keep looking at me like you're waiting for something. Great. Way to go, Ben. Yeah, give me a round of applause, there you damn go, it. man. Way to work your butt off this morning. Thank you. You were probably feeling good, huh? Nice night of sleep last night. I Body feeling strong. Feeling great. It's Woke good. up at like 6.30. I was like, man, I feel like a million bucks, baby. I feel like a million bucks. And that's thanks to the Princeton Club. Find your better tomorrow there in the Madison locations or in New Berlin and Milwaukee. Basketball. You got workout classes, cardio, weights, personal training. Find your passion. And if you've been waiting, right, like I I need to get back in the gym, you'll feel the community aspect that keeps you coming back for your better tomorrow like I have. Join the Princeton Club because it's been amazing for me, and it will be the same for you. He is big time. Benny Biceps, Ben Brost. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo Russ family, calling, texting 800-990-3776. Talking college basketball. If you want to call and talk Marquette, go for it. Uh, If not, stop texting saying, why are you guys talking Badgers? Talk more Marquette. Here's the deal. Marquette's having a good season. See what happens in the tournament. Shaka Smart, really like him. Think he's doing the right things for the program. I like Shaka too. Yeah. That was talking Marquette. Now we'll go to Eric in Green Bay. Eric, welcome to Scouts and Bros. Presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. What do you got on Greg Gard and the Wisconsin Badgers? Well, I, I mean, overall, I'm kind of on the fence right now. I mean, I, I I definitely think after some of these ugly losses, it's easy to to react. But I mean, looking at the body of work he's done, it's, I think he's earned some time yet, and. And it, it, I think the biggest thing right now is just to kind of assess and see what he does going forward. Um, the the stats that I had, I didn't know if you guys went over these earlier. Um, and and I, know, I understand you can cherry pick anything. Um, obviously, right now, though, offense is the, uh, the big issue. And um, what I had read is out of, out of the 363 qualifying teams, uh, we currently rank 273rd in assists at 12.1 a game, 334th in free throw percentage, 335th in points per game, 336th in field goal percentage, and 340th in rebounds per game. And 
I guess I, when I look at kind of the parallels right now with the basketball and football program, and rather than compare guard to Crist, I I think it's almost looking at right now it's offense is the big that was a big issue with our football team, right? Jim Letter was putting out great defenses. Our the Badgers basketball team plays pretty sound defense. I'm I'm more just wondering what you guys think is what what's the issue on offense? Is it yeah. is it No, thank you, Eric. Uh we got it. Uh we got there for you. Um the Issue with the offense, in my opinion, is they don't have enough good players right now. And I don't know if guard has any eligibility left or any athleticism left in the knees to go out and make some shots for this Badgers program. I said it before, I don't think Wall is 100%. I think the team's a little beaten up. I think Chucky's pressing. And yes, when you talk about cherry-picking numbers, you literally took their worst (laughs) offensive stretch of the season and talked about how bad it has been. For a program that even under Greg Gard, or even under Bo Ryan, historically... You'd find some seasons in those numbers. You could find some ugly years. And you go back to Dick Bennett, ho, ho. It was even worse there. So I understand. We were horrible in 2012 and 2013, like offensively. It was no one's sitting, We won in the 40s. I'm not proud of that. No one is sitting here arguing that this team is offensively great or that this team is going to be a Final Four caliber team this season. What we're saying is you have to actually put it in context of what the program is and where it is at right now and recognize, especially in the world of college basketball, Even the Blue Bloods like Wisconsin have down years when they lose their best players and they lose early lottery picks. UNC sucks. They went to the national championship game last year. Duke? I mean, they stink. Louisville They don't suck. Louisville is, I mean, hot garbage. Like my diarrhea. Whoa. I feel like you went a little hot to the hole right there. (laughs) That's what she said. I don't even know if that's what I was looking for. I was more of a jump stop and turn away from the lane. Okay. Uh, 800-999. No, you didn't understand. I get it. Yes, I know. Uh, Do we have time for one more, Joshy? No. All right. 800-990-3776. Sorry, Eric. uh, Or no, Eric in Green Bay. We just talked to him. All right. We just talked to him. Um, Sorry. No, he just talked to us. Sorry for the folks on the line right now. We are dropping all of you. 800-990-3776 because we need caller number five. Caller number five for Are You Smarter Than Member Us? 800-990-3776. You've been losing a lot. I'm just trying to switch it up for you, buddy. Yeah. Am I three and four now? Caller five. 800. You're two and six against adults. Three and six against uh, adults and children combined. Uh, Caller number Number five for Are You Smarter Than Ben Bruss? 15 questions, 90 seconds for you to earn bragging rights over Ben Bruss plus a gift card. Are You Smarter Than Ben Bruss? Next, that's Galsman Bruss presented by Bud Light.